Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. This is your host, Debbie Harris with In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth and introspection and stir your heart to hunger after God. I hope you've been following along and enjoying the Amplify series. We talked about week one, how to amplify your prayer life. We talked about week two, and we had a special guest on Um, author Delana um, McMillan on, and she talked about how to amplify your smile. And then week three, I talked about how to amplify your giving. And today we're going to conclude the Amplify series by talking about how to amplify your cry. And I think this series, uh, this particular episode is so imperative because it's going to really speak to right to the heart of where we are uh, as a nation, where we are um, in, a, in a humanity, where we are as people uh, in the body of Christ. And so you want to stay locked in. You want to stay tuned in to this episode and you want to invite your family and friends and let them hear some of these podcasts so that their spirit can be encouraged, so they can be strengthened in their faith as they decide to follow hard after Jesus and uh, hunger even the more after him. And so, all right, guys, we're going to go ahead and get started. And as our usual custom, we've got some good music for you to go ahead and set the atmosphere and prepare our hearts and minds for our discussion.
the cry of the broken and so man such beautiful music from Hillsong and um, so I hope that it's prepared your heart and you're ready now to enter into our discussion again our topic today is amplify your cry and really we're coming from Isaiah um, chapter 58 verse 1 and that's what we're going to be looking at here um, in the scripture today. So let's look here. It says, cry loud, spare not, lift up the voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me, they ask me, they ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Wherefore they have fasted, saying that thou seest not, wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge. Just a moment. Let me pull something up here. Let's see. I don't know if y'all ever had a Bible where you like, you use it so much. I'm looking at an older Bible. So give me just a moment while I pull this scripture up again. All right. So Isaiah 50, 81, cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook, forsook not the ordinance of God. They ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not. Wherefore how we afflicted our soul, and thy take is no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, you fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Ye shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. And he said, is it such a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as bulrush or to spread sackcloth and ashes under him will I call this a fast and acceptable day to the Lord 
Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bounds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thy bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thy seekest thy naked, and that thy cover him, that thy hide not thyself from thy own flesh? Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall be shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be thy rearward. Rearward. Then shall thy call, and the Lord shall answer thee. Thy shall cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If I take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the porting the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. And if thy draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. And thy shall be like a water garden, like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. They shall rise up the foundations of many generations. And thy shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. If thy return away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him not doing thy own ways, nor finding thy own pleasures, nor speaking thy own words, then thy shalt delight in thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And so here in this particular passage, the people were doing all of these things, but they were doing doing it according to their own pleasure and not really focusing really on the will of the Lord. And so when the passage opens up and it says, cry loud and spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people thy transgression and the house of Jacob, their sins, it was almost saying like, show me, show me, show the people themselves. You know, one of the things that's interesting is that when God starts really dealing with us and really dealing with our hearts, he always shows us ourselves. And so sometimes we're just going through the motions, doing things. And then we're questioning God, you know, and we want to give him our report card. You know, we want to give him a whole resume of the things that we've done or the things that we've accomplished. And he was like, no, <laughs> You've done stuff and you're basically doing it out of your own pleasure, but not according to my will. And so in this particular passage, he begins to deal with the people because they had become so vain in doing what they wanted to do and doing it their own way. And we, that's the danger that we face because in the world that we live in, it wants to convince us that we can be good enough. It wants to convince us that if we do enough, we go about doing all of these things, then we can become righteous. <clears throat> I had just spoken to a girlfriend. And I said, 
That's the difference. That's a, that's the hard part of us really understanding grace is because you can't do anything to earn grace. We didn't do anything for us to deserve the father to wrap his son, Jesus up in flesh and send him into the earth to endure suffering, to, to be acquainted with our suffering and our fragility and our humanity, just to come to save us and to redeem us and exonerate us from our sins. And so we didn't really deserve any of that. And so this is what I want you to, I want you to amplify your cry unto God. I mean, for the, for the really things of God, for, to really, to really experience, not just a touch from God, but to really experience him in our life, to really serve him and follow after his will to cry out. We cry out for a lot of things. We want God to do a lot of things, but I love this passage of scripture because there was a lot of meat in there. And I want to really draw some things out of this scripture in regards to our discussion today. But I really believe that the, the, the best thing that God has to do a lot of times in our life, the best thing for us is to really show us ourselves. Because when he really begins to show us ourselves. Then we understand that, like the scripture says, no good thing dwells in this flesh. He, he said they were going about the ritual and the routine of things, but their heart was not towards him. It was towards gaining their own pleasure. I hope you guys hear this today. Because they begin to question God in verse three, wherefore have we fasted, say they, and they see us not. Thy take is no knowledge. Behold, in the day you fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. So we, we're debating. We're trying to be right. When God really has called us into service. He said, I don't want you to worry about and fix your mind on being right or being righteous are being good enough. You, you fast so you can die to yourself so that you can be a better vessel of service unto me. In the fast, he strips us of our selfishness and our self-righteousness and our pride in our ego and our apathetic attitude towards the things of God. And he stirs in us that hunger to do what? To be his hands and his feet in the earth. And that's really what it's about. It's not about us, you know, becoming vain in our works are in the things that we do. But it's really about us becoming more like Jesus. And that's what the cry about. He said, you know, really, when you come into my presence, your heart should be burdened for what the things that burden my heart, the things that burden my heart. When I see injustice and, 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 and unrighteousness, my heart is burdened. When I see sin is rampant and people are far than they ever been from me, and they don't want anything to do with me. My heart 
is burdened because I came what to seek and save that which was lost. I want you to cry out loud. I want you to cry out loud for those that are broken because God cares about the broken and God is concerned. And so we, as the people of God, cannot just be concerned with tradition and rituals and 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 appearing to be spiritual, but not having the heart of God, not having the heart. I don't know about you, but in this season, I've been burdened. I don't know about you, but in this season, I've cried. I don't know about you, but in this season, my heart has been heavy about the division in the body of Christ. I don't know about you, but when I go to God, I I pray for those that are suffering. I pray for those that don't know him, that they will come into the knowledge of uh, Christ. I pray that God will use me in a mighty way to be his vessel so that I can be a light in a dark place. I pray. So what, what, what is it that has burdened your heart in this season? Where is there a cry somewhere in your heart for the things that breaks God's heart? He said, haven't I called you? It's not this the fast that I have chosen to lose the bounds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens and let the oppressed go free that you break every yoke. Is, is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry that thy bring the poor that are cast out to thy house when thy see is the naked that thy cover him, that thy hide not thyself from thy own flesh? He said, then shall thy light break forth. As the morning and thy health shall spring forth speedily and thy righteousness shall go before thee and the glory of the Lord shall be there, be thy rear ward. He said, I got you covered, right? Rear ward. I got you covered in the front and in the back. <laughs> Not only am I going to go before you, but I'm a, but I'm a, but I'm a back you up, <laughs> you know, it's one thing for your best friend to say they got your back, but it's another thing for Jesus to have your back, right? And so here he's saying, I don't want you to just fast and just go through the motions. But the fast was designed to equip you for service, right? We got to cry loud, y'all. Our nation is in trouble. Immorality is high. People who said they once loved God, they're turning back to the world. My question is, where is your cry? Cry loud and spare not. God shines the flashlight on all of us, right? He searches the very crevices of our hearts. And we shouldn't just be going out of motion, just doing things out of religious tradition. But no, when I fast, I go into fast to crucify this flesh so that I can be more effective in service. That's what this passage is really talking about. 
They were too busy debating. And sometimes we're too busy debating. We're too vain. We become so self-righteous. We become more concerned and more consumed about being entertained than really being hungry for God. Guys, we got to cry out loud. People need Christ like never before. Where is our cry? We got to begin to amplify our cry in this season. Why? Because there's so many souls that need to be one to the kingdom. Yes, we need to crucify our flesh. Yes, we need to fast and we need to pray. Yes, we need to do all of that, but we need to check our motives. We need to check our agenda, right? We got to check our memoranda, <laughs> our memorandum, our memo. What, what's the reason for us? You know, even with our businesses, you know, we have to begin to ask ourselves, is this a purpose-driven mission that God has given me? And what is that? It, you know, we become so vain and so self-absorbed and less and less about really serving Christ. Really, Jesus said, look, it ain't even about you. All the stuff you're doing, you come to me, giving me your resume, saying that I'm not answering you. You want to tell me everything that you've done, everything that you're doing. And it's with the wrong motives, because sometimes it's for us to get accolades and kudos. And God said, no, it's to serve me and to bring me glory. Verse 8, I love this. He said, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be their reward. Then shall thy call, and the Lord shall answer thee. Thy shall cry, and he shall, he, he shall say, Here I am. And if I take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the point, the putting forth of the finger and speak in vanity, if I draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then thy light shall rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. And thy shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water. Whose waters fail not. My goodness. He said, if you get really busy about my business, I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to give you everything you need to complete the work, to complete the assignment, to serve as unto me. I'm going to even cause health to your body to spring back into health. I'm going to even, I'm going to, I'm going to, and thy shall be of thee shall, and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. And he said, here's the thing. If you be devoted to serving me more than you are about being self-righteous, more than you are about um, being good enough, more than you are concerned about performing just good works. He said, and then when you cry, 
I'm going to answer you and say, here I am. So sometimes if we feel like we're doing all that we can and we feel like God is not answering us or God is not showing up or that God is so far away from us or so far removed from us, we need to go back and to, to check our motives. Check our hearts. Was it about him or was it about vainglory? Was it about him or was it about you being good enough, being righteous enough? It's time for us to cry loud. It's time for us to cry loud, not just. We got to cry loud because if we don't cry loud, it's possible that the next generation could be lost. If we don't cry loud, you know, it, it, it really burdens my heart. Lost a cousin last week and she was 28 years Oh, and all people could say, all people were saying she was a really good person and she didn't deserve it and this was unfair. And she did, she, it was, it was, she, she passed away because of gun violence. And it, it, it's, it's very sad. It's very heartbreaking. But more so it's heartbreaking is who was crying loud before it all happened. Who was crying loud? Who was in her ear leading her to the light? Did she know Christ? We got to get busy, y'all. Still some, some way, some, somehow, we still think we can be good enough. And that's the mystery of grace. Is that... God gave to us what we could not give to ourselves, And we get to receive and be partakers of the grace that he's extended us through the shedding of his only begotten son's blood. But sometimes we're still going about thinking that we could be good enough. None of us are good enough. All of us are in need of God's redemption and grace. And for us to say that we have God's redemption and grace and not to tell someone else or not to make sure that our sons and daughters know about this grace is a travesty. I want you guys to hear the cry in my heart. You might have been hearing it all along through this podcast. We got to get hungry, y'all, for the things of God, not just an emotional touch, but really hungry, hungry enough to, 
to want to see people's lives transformed. Hungry enough not to keep the good news to ourselves. Hungry enough that we'll even tell our loved ones, hey, I love you. And I got to tell you about this holy and righteous God that we serve, this great God, this good God that sacrificed himself for us, that came to restore us back to right relationship with him. He doesn't want your soul to be lost. You got to get back. Strip away all the fanatics, all the antics, the pride, the ego. That's the hunger that God wants. Not just a touch, but we really need revival. But revival starts with a cry, right? A cry for the broken. A cry for those that are lost. A cry for those that are out of their mind because the enemy has crushed all of their hope and caused them to believe a lie. God, help us to be your hands and your feet in the earth. And as we go to a whole nother year, I don't want to just be on fire for you. But I want to be hungry enough for souls. I want to be a light in dark places. I want to intercede for those that are broken. I want to continue to intercede that you would expose corruption wherever it is. Bring it into the light. And that you would increase righteousness, that you would raise up radical people, but not just radical and just bold, but people who have integrity and character and on a radical mission of doing your will in the earth. Father, we thank you. All year long, you kept us. You are our sustainer. You are our way maker. You are our healer. You are our deliverer. You are the God of our salvation. You are Lord and you are King. And we thank you. We don't want to. We know there's been some hard things, but we don't want to ever minimize your goodness in our life. We're so grateful that you've kept your hands on us. We're so grateful that you comfort us even in the face of loss and tragedy. Lord God, you cause us to triumph. Father God, strengthen your people. Strengthen the body of Christ and God. Help us to have a heart of service towards you. Father, we need you. Our nation needs you. Our world needs you. Our family needs you. God, give us boldness. You say he that is wise wins souls. So help us to intercede for the lost. 
but help us to open our mouth wide and cry loud. When you, Lord, would you give us the words to say? Would you give us the words to say in the opportune time that you called us to witness? Give us the words to say, but we believe you, God, that even after the words have left and even after we have left people's presence, after walking in obedience and serving you, that you, you alone transform minds. You alone renews hearts. Only you can change the hard heart of a wayward sinner, just like you've done to us. Let us not become pious, our righteousness, our, our righteous in our own sight, our self-righteous, our selfish, our egotistic, our even apathetic. Help us not to take for granted your grace. Father, we thank you for another year. We thank you for keeping us. Now stare up the cry within. Not so that we can say that we did something or that we were so great or that we can become vain, but stare up the cry within so we can serve you more effectively in the kingdom and win souls. Snatch, snatch these souls from the kingdom of darkness. Give us a heart for you, Jesus. Not just a form of godliness, denying the power therein. But we need to know you, God, in the fullness of your resurrection, in the fullness of your power. Father, thank you. I pray for the body of Christ. I pray for our nation. Lord God, as we go into 2021, amplify our cry and let it shake the earth. Let revival, true revival, that comes not just to feel good, but to penetrate our hearts. And to make us more like you. Father, I praise you. I thank you for giving me this series and putting it on my heart. I pray that those that listen to this podcast are blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys. This is your host, Debbie Harris. We're in hot pursuit. I hope you've been blessed today. Thank you for tuning in to In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth and introspection and stir your heart to hunger after God. You guys, be blessed and Happy New Year.